This is the Sarah Swain Show, where we talk all things bold and courageous business and have big and free conversations with brave humans. Nothing is off the table here, so get ready to be moved, challenged, empowered, and propelled into action. Welcome, everyone. I'm really honored to have George Ducleus here with me. You may have heard of Jabless Jobs. And George here is the founder of this initiative and this platform. And uh, I would love for you, George, to help the viewers and listeners understand where this came from for you. Uh, was it just an idea that you had? Did you see an obvious problem that was happening in the job and recruitment market? Um, obviously, vaccine mandates play a significant role for why you do what you do now. Um, but share your story of how this all came to be. Well, I wasn't initially starting as a, as a business opportunity. I was trying to solve a problem for myself. Um, and coincidentally, um, the, there was many people across the country that had the same problem. And, uh, and so naturally it exploded with the catchy name that we had and uh, the, the, uh, the structure of our platform. Uh, it created a linear line towards employment, uh, you know, a job that someone could take a bus to was the goal. Um, I, I was getting pressure from my employer last August, who um, unfortunately was a childhood friend of mine. We went to kindergarten together in Winnipeg, uh, and he's a great guy. And um, he was my employer here in Vancouver, and he started uh, wanting me to make the same choice as him regarding uh, that medical procedure that I'm getting tired of talking about. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, uh, he uh, you know, and, and I, I just, you know, we, I thought it was pretty clear on where I stood, um, but he still hired me, so I thought I was in the clear. And then he started pressuring me, so I, uh, right off the hop, when he started training me in early August, I, I felt uh, I didn't feel job security, so I started looking at everything else was so noisy, all these other job boards that describe what I might be looking for, just you know, evolving into discussion forums. They certainly have their place, but when you're looking for a job, you can take a bus to it, it, it's not what I'm not, I don't really care about what's happening somewhere else. I, I'm worried about, you know, my neighborhood. So um, one morning I was just washing my face before work and the name fell in my head, Jabless Jobs. So I made up group on Telegram that morning, uh, shared it with a friend. Um, I was afraid of it evolving into a discussion forum again. So that friend suggested that I make it into a channel and then I'd be the mediator. Uh, that gave me the opportunity to, um, you know, vet the employment opportunities to really see that I could put a name behind it. Hi everyone. I'm George. I'm the admin here. And, um, this is, uh, this is for jobs only and, uh, send me your jobs, that sort of thing. And, uh, then I could tell if they're real jobs right off the hop. I started vetting out, uh, pyramid schemes and MLMs. I uh, wanted people that, you know, I, I knew that people were pretty desperate. Um, that first morning that we started it, uh, we had three jobs posted and we went from 18 subscribers to 400 in just a few hours. Um, I ended up giving in my notice when the when the boss, uh, you know, really put the hammer down on making me make that choice. You know, uh, I wasn't okay with having restrictions in the workplace on people who weren't vaccinated and me having to enforce them as management. Uh, that's segregation. That's dividing up the crew. That's a two-tiered employment culture. Uh, I wasn't okay with that. So I gave him my, my notice. And then after that, um, we had set up a few Gmail accounts to parallel the job board and 
I started farming a small team and then it was a full-time thing. By mid-September, I, I realized this is not sustainable as a volunteer thing. Like I, I wanted to find myself a job. If I find myself a full-time job, then this job board would drop. It just wouldn't exist anymore. And um, so I'm going to have to find a way to monetize. And I started wrestling with that. Um, that's when I reserved the name because it was catchy and I like it. Um, I went on the federal registries and, and saved it. And then I owned it. And then I went to um, a few people, figured out how to incorporate. Uh, and I did that um, nationally. I incorporated federally. And uh, by that was mid-October. Um, on November 1st, we started charging. We made our first sale um, that week. That was just on Telegram. Our job board was just on Telegram. By that point, we had 14 channels on Telegram representing regions across the country. Um, and Instagram was uh, growing and we were getting a lot of attention. The, the people were coming to us with their hearts on their sleeves, um, you know, just thankful that we exist. So we, were, we had no other choice but to monetize. And uh, people were paying us 50 bucks to just post a job. Business owners or employers were post paying us $50 to post a job on Telegram. And that gave us the motivation to get it onto a website because we recognized Telegram was a hurdle for many people you know yeah. a lot of people that are in their 40s 50s and 60s that are business owners employers they've never downloaded an app they don't know what telegram is they so we we got to a website by mid-november and that was around the time the media started you know knocking on our door and we saw some you know uh, some little booms along the way of of uh, attention and we've just been rolling ever since it's been a full-time thing for our small team wow so that happened quite quickly then, which to me shows the need that was in the market. So it, you obviously weren't the only one that was feeling pressure from your employer to uh, engage in a medical procedure that you were not interested in getting. What, in your opinion, was the reason that so many employers felt like this was the right path for them to take, even if they themselves weren't mandated to create these policies? Where do you think that that uh, just absolutely unforeseen um, pressure and, and decision-making was stemming from? Well, yeah, you make a great point. Like that employer I had was not mandated. Mm -hmm. it, we were working outside. We were cleaning windows. We were pressure washing sidewalks. Yeah. Um, I, but he, he, you know, and, and I love the guy. He's, he's a great friend. I want to keep him as a friend, but I have to say it like it is, he went COVID crazy. He's uh he's, he became a Fauci disciple, <laughs> you know, um, too much time on the news. He flat out told me, uh, he's going to go with the mainstream narrative 100% all the way. And, uh, and he's sure he's entitled to that. And I'm, I'm not going to try and force my choices on him, but he can't do that, that to me. I, I think that people, are very social oriented naturally um and it's very tribal at this point uh, at least that was in august i mean at that point i think it was uh, people are afraid to take a social risk um and and that's why they were uh mandating when they weren't they didn't have to um people are busy too you know running a business like he was and is uh He's got all, he's juggling a lot. He doesn't have the time to do his own research like, like I did. And I gotta, I gotta just put myself in people's shoes and understand that like not everyone has the same point of view or the time to develop a similar point of view. So 
people are going to make choices that we disagree with, but we have to learn to, you know, manage along the way. Uh, when I gave in my notice, I, I, I did not know how much jobless jobs was going to go. I did not know that it could be monetized. I didn't, I, I was just looking for another full-time job. Like I, I did not expect it to turn into what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, the, the manager of the company, along with the owner, my friend, they both told me I'm not going to be able to find any other opportunities because the whole province is under mandates and the, everywhere you go, you're going to have trouble. And I was like, I'm just not accepting that. I just, sure. Okay. Uh, but they could have been right, but fortunately they were wrong. Yeah. And, and you raise a, a really important discussion point here too, about people feeling like they don't have a choice and that there's going to be nowhere that hires them, or there's going to be no one that respects their medical choices and, and bodily autonomy. And it's that thought process that um, I believe pushed a lot of people to um, take the vaccine when they really didn't want to, because they genuinely felt that there was nowhere else for them to go and that every employer was going to be taking the same path. So how did you go about finding employers when the the popular thought process here is that, well, I'm uh, there's nowhere else for me to go. How did you end up find, tracking down all of these people who were very willing to hire people who chose not to get vaccinated? Well, um, within the first couple of weeks of September, I had a team uh, together. Um, my old friend and roommate, Steve, uh, who's now our IT guy, uh, he was a great help in the beginning and still is. Uh, I mean, he's, he's putting in a lot of time for jobless jobs. So if anyone's listening, give a round of applause for Steve. He's, he's, he's working. Go, Steve. Up. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he was, he would made some suggestions about finding, um, finding lists and groups on telegram and, and just finding employers and reaching out to them. We were sending emails one at a time. It was just uh, excruciating, you know, manual labor uh, at the computer. Uh, I was getting more tired from that than I was washing windows. Um, and uh, so it was really just a lot of, you know, laptop elbow grease, uh, reaching out to employers, sending them, letting them know about us, um, getting, um, letting them know that there's an avenue here. And what they really liked was that we had a clean job board. We didn't have a messy discussion forum. We and then we, within a few weeks, we were um, making the job posts our, on our own. We were getting the information from the employers who wanted to post with us, and then we were translating that into images, uh, colorful images on Canva, an app for making posts. And so we had a, a really colorful um, job board on Telegram. And it was just one job after another. It wasn't a, a link to, you know, where to find ivermectin. It was, it was, uh, and then another job. And then, uh, you know, and we also had names of our telegram channels that represented specific regions or, or, or city or, or regionally specific, like Okanagan Valley, Southern Alberta, you know, greater Vancouver, GTA. That's that's what I meant by uh, finding a job you can take a bus to. So go on, you, you could go on to our, our link tree and find a, um, a job board that correlates to your city or region. And all you would find there was jobs granted. Some had more than others, but it was clean. It was messy and they were colorful. So one, I had a rule like one, one post couldn't be the same color as the one before it. 
you know, so, so it make was, everything it was, stand out. Yeah. It was very visual, you know, and I used to use the analogy of like, there was a lot of other job boards doing the same as us, but we got out ahead because we had a catchy name. We also had a clean job board. And uh, I used the analogy back then a lot about how there was 17 or 18 other search engines on in the internet. By the time Google came along, what they had was a clean, clean avenue towards the information you were looking for, not this other noise. Like uh, I remember, you know, Yahoo and all these other search uh-huh. engines in the in the nineties. They just I didn't even know where to click. It was just all this information yeah. in my face. So you you've taken a problem that you yourself were experiencing, and you turned it into not only a solution for other people, but also a solution for yourself because you've managed to monetize. Um, the solution to the problem that so many other people were looking for. And uh, you and I were chatting earlier about this being a, um, an issue for some people within the freedom community when it comes to uh, monetizing efforts or monetizing solutions to problems. And I, myself as a, a complete serial entrepreneur, uh, my brain just operates with where is the problem? How can I solve it? Uh, but what I believe people aren't realizing um, for those that are skeptical about people who are, uh, you know, creating businesses out of uh, issues that need attention uh, is that in order to be able to have the time to be able to put towards these efforts, uh, you need to be earning a livelihood in order to support you uh, in taking time away. So if you weren't monetizing jobless jobs, would you have time to go find another full-time job in order to support you know, your, your cost of living and, and everything that go, all of your bills? Would you have the time to run jobless jobs if you had to go take on another full-time gig somewhere? No, absolutely not. And that was the issue. I was really wrestling over that. And I don't mean this figuratively. I was literally losing sleep over it in September. I I, I had no idea how I was going to get into October, volunteering the whole month. Uh, all I had at the time was was Telegram channels and, a, uh, and I'd reserved the name. I, I had no idea. It was a steep learning curve. Uh, I had to reach out to people who might know better than me. And it was... Uh, so no, to answer your question, no, I couldn't have. But you know, I, I see a lot of people doing some great things out in in the movement, in in the resistance movement, and they're doing they're trying to do some very important things. And and um, they're smart people, but unfortunately, they end up just reverting into a t-shirt selling company, um, and that that's not gonna do it. Um, and we've had a lot of people approach us about other problems we want them to solve for them. But if we tried to take on other tasks of departments of our lives that have been affected and try and fix them, then we wouldn't have all the effort placed on employment. So early on, I started saying with the team, we need, we, we've chosen a lane, we're staying in it, we've picked a lane. So I, I try to share that with other people, pick a lane and stay in it. It takes a lot of discipline. You got to have, you know, um, these levels of princi- principles of, of uh, integrity to you know, hold your brand together and and stay in line. At what your purpose is? Make a list of what the purpose is of what you're doing, and if an opportunity comes your way and it doesn't fall into that list, yeah. Uh, if it's not represented in that list, then you you can't do it. 
you know, like I, I need to get to Winnipeg sometime this summer and I don't know how I'm going to get there. Why hasn't anyone created a transportation board for me to get to Winnipeg? I mean, there's a, there's a chance to monetize an opportunity there. Well, like I keep saying it, uh, you know, make some sort of Uber style transportation thing uh, online. Um, I'd love to do it. It's a great opportunity. People need to get places. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm not doing it because I'm focused on employment and business and supporting businesses that don't discriminate. Such a great point you're bringing up because I think that uh, in this movement, hearts are so big and people want to help so much. And it can be a double-edged sword in this regard where you see that you can help over there. So you, you give your time and your energy and your resources and your efforts over to this thing over here. And then you see this thing over here that you feel like you can also support. And then you start giving your time, effort, energy, and resources to that over there, ultimately splitting everything and not giving your full attention and everything that you've got to one thing, which means that each of those things um, is suffering in some way, shape, or form because it doesn't have all of you. Uh, and, and I see this happening. I, I share your observations where um, people are trying to do so much and then ultimately realizing, oh my God, I don't have enough time to do all of this stuff. I need to figure out a way to make money. And then yes, the biggest thing that we see coming out right now is merchandise. Um, and it's it's a great form of, of income if you can get a good merch line going. Um, but I think your, your concept of guiding principles and what you do is a fantastic way and, and something for people to consider strongly who are, who are watching or listening to this right now, um, having some sort of system set up that gives you a check, a check and balance of, does this fit the direction and my focus or does it not? Uh, and if it doesn't, then is that an opportunity to pass that off to someone else in the community who may be better suited uh, based on the direction uh, or focus of their initiatives to be able to take on, uh, as opposed to diluting everything that we're touching? You mentioned about transportation and... Huge hole in the market right now. It, it's huge. And Canada is huge. And so many people um, still don't know that uh, the vaccine mandates exist for federal domestic travel. Yeah. Uh, and this is still even conversations I have, even as recent as this week. People don't know that this is still a thing. They think it's just uh, people coming in and out of Canada and not recognizing that, no, if, if you want to go from BC to Manitoba, uh, you're going to have to find your own way to get there because we're not allowed on trains, planes, or ferries that aren't a part of the Trans-Canada Highway System. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know someone who's working on a potential airline. I don't know if you follow uh, Andre Lapierre, what the fjall on Instagram. No. But to your point, this, this is something for people to consider uh, because we hear a lot about kind of creating a parallel economy and a parallel society that runs in tandem to the mainstream way of operation as a means to give people more options and restore personal autonomy to mm -hmm. feel as though they have other options than to just comply 
and abide by what the government wants them to do, because it's very obvious that that is the government's tactic is to squeeze us at every single corner in order to make us feel as though we don't have any other option but to do the thing that they want us to do, which in this particular case is get a vaccine. Um, so what would you say to folks who are listening right now if, if they if they have an idea or maybe they're saying there, man, I wish someone would just do this. Uh, what would you what would you say to them? Well, first, uh, come up with a name that is uh, descriptive and catchy, easy to remember. Um, that's one. N- number two is uh, develop your guiding principles and um, and then f- look at your personal discipline and make sure that you can keep yourself in check to maintain your goals within those guiding principles. That's exactly what we did. And um, that the challenge of discipline comes up time after time. It, it never ends, but we just always have to remind ourselves what we're doing and why we're doing it and how we're going to get there. And mm-hmm. that's, that's it. It's just very basic. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people who also have a lot of money that are on the same side of history as us that would uh, get behind you. If you have a clean business plan, if you have a clean and clear business plan, it's what happened to me. Yeah. Investors, we, uh, people who are, are maybe new to the world of entrepreneurship often mm-hmm. don't consider yeah. crowdfunding. They often don't consider um, investors, people having actual stakeholders in the business model yeah. that they're, and, and yes, to your point, if you, if you, present your business model in a clean and clear and concise way um, and can show the demand in the market space and can show uh, the potential revenue model, then present it to people. If if money is something that is needed in order to get something up off the ground, Mm -hmm. um, I would love to see more people giving themselves credit for the ideas that they have. I mean, even before the pandemic, um, they always said that the graveyard was the richest place because it's where all of the best ideas went to die because the the people who had those brilliant ideas that maybe could have changed the world or maybe could have created the next, you know, evolution of whatever industry um, chose not to bring it to life for whatever reason. And I believe that, you know, entrepreneurship has been positioned to us as risky, which is why people tend to stay with traditional jobs, because we think about traditional jobs as being secure. Mm -hmm. But has this whole situation not completely proven that to be totally opposite of, of what we were all taught about the safety and risk factors of entrepreneurship versus traditional employment? And, and the fact that we're still moving forward uh, after provincial mandates have been lifted is a testament to what you just said. Not only are we moving forward, but we're also breaking sales records in the it's last amazing. couple of months since, since the uh, ma- provincial mandates have been lifted. Um, job seekers, you know, that people that lost their jobs feel betrayed by the system. They're not going back to their previous employers. Many of them are not. Uh, they're not even looking to the the legacy job boards for the the work anymore. They're 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 looking to people like us to um, to find jobs with employers that they can be in line with mm-hmm. and they can feel comfortable with. They they don't just want a job; they want job security in a place they can feel like they're part and contributing and important. Um, and that's what we've 
we're able to provide. Um, so I think it's also to do with like a lot of employers didn't know that we had the anonymous option. So you, you could post your job with us anonymous. We still need to know who the employer is. We don't post their name publicly. We don't post their address, but we post the job title and the location, the city or the region um, and uh, any other information the employer is comfortable with. But we still need to know who they are so we can vet them. And so we have an anonymous option, but it seems like a lot of employers didn't know about that. So they're coming forward now that the mandates are lifted and say, hey, I, I never agreed with this, but I don't ask my my new hires, my employees to prove their medical choices to me. So um, I'd like to post with you guys. They're a little more comfortable posting with us now that uh, that there's no provincial mandates and it's a little socially safer, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so just any employers out there know that we still have we still have that option to post anonymously. That's a really yeah. great feature, and also um, the need for people to feel safe and secure. I think across the board has never been more heightened than it is now, but specifically in the world of traditional employment. Um, knowing, especially folks who who may be double dosed and you know are probably under constant worry and concern of whether or not that booster is going to start making its way in the world of mandates, mm. um, which is uh, likely going to cause another new wave of people standing up for themselves in their workplaces and um, saying no to employers who are holding things, whatever it is, um, above their employees' heads that say, we don't accept you here um, and we will take away your ability to earn a livelihood with us if you don't do the things that we want you to do. And in this case, it's entirely outside of job scope and job responsibility. This is a personal medical decision we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, but it's glaring to me just how out of touch so many employers are with the type of work that people are craving and I think this has just heightened everything because uh, people were really starting to put a lot more focus on what are the values of the organization? What are the founders like? What is the culture of the organization like? Do I feel safe here? What are the people like? Um, does it feel healthy for me to work here? And, and so many people were starting to uh, really challenge their workplaces in regards to a lot of these things. So to see so many employers, especially ones that weren't mandated, uh, to to go ahead and do something that is so contradictory to what people are in search of right now, as far as what does your employment experience actually look like for you? Mm -hmm. um, and what does, what is, what do you want the quality of your personal life to feel like, which is directly correlated to the quality of your work life? So if you're in a constant state of, of duress or mm -hmm. wondering when that next shoe is going to drop, um, how could anybody feel safe and secure and satisfied in those types of environments? So do you think that jobless jobs would end up expanding into, um, you know, a, a larger scope for people trying to find more values based um, employment, or is this something that's going to stay strictly um, within the name of, of jobless jobs? And that's what you can find there. Well, we've, we started calling it uh, JJ to ourselves and to each other. Um, and uh, jobless is our origin story. But uh, right from the very beginning, like w w there's there's no way to get someone to prove that they're not vaccinated. Uh, 
Even though our name says jobless, it might in, in, imply that we want proof of not being vaccinated. Right. Um, what what we have is a place where employers can post employers who don't ask. So what jobless represents is is just uh, not having to answer that question. So you know, even if someone's double vaccinated and uh, not wanting to take the the booster they they have a place they can find a place with us like we 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 believe in inclusivity like it's non-discriminatory you know that's that's what we say we're a non-discriminatory employment service so regardless of someone's medical choices so even if they've taken a vaccine and felt coerced with it it's it's not about what medical choice you took you made or didn't make it's it's about ethics it's about sharing the same ethics yeah so if you are, if someone listening right now is an employer and they want to um, advertise through you, where, where do they go? How do they get connected with you? Well, just go to joblessjobs.work, W-O-R-K, joblessjobs.work and click on the employers page and away you go. There's an employers page on the menu there and all the information you need is there. You can also email us at uh, hello at joblessjobs.work and uh, we can answer any questions you have. Um, but that's really all you got to do. All the information's there. There's a place to hit, hit the button says post a job and just fill in the fields. So it's super easy for people to go and kind of just click their way through and get something posted with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And what about folks who are searching for employment? What's the best direct link for them? Uh, the same, same website, uh, joblessjobs.work. And uh, there's a job seekers page uh, that you can get some more information uh, about, you know, what it, what it is. It's free to apply to a job on joblessjobs.work. It's always going to be free to apply for a job on joblessjobs.work. We're never going to charge job seekers to find a job. Um, and if they want some more information about our greater services, then they can click on the job seekers page or they can go directly to one of the job boards. We have a a U.S. job board now too. So they can just click on the, the, the jobs that represents the flag that represents the jobs they're looking for. So then just use the filter on the job search. Fantastic. Now I know that there's some hesitation out there, uh, because it seems like when these mandates really started to bubble up last fall. Uh, there was a lot of agencies like yours starting to pop up. I was seeing Facebook groups forming. I was seeing Telegram channels forming. I was seeing Instagram accounts forming. Um, do you feel as though there's some hesitancy out there right now about how um, how much credibility Jabless Jobs has? Because so many others seem to just fall away or people didn't have time to manage them. Um, what can you tell people about um, like how serious you guys are about what you do? Well, we're not going anywhere. 100%. We're here to stay. Um, we believe we have a future because uh, we've gained the trust of so many people. Uh, we have a, a, a brand loyalty that we could never buy. Um, so we're not going anywhere. We're sticking around you can make uh, you know, long-term decisions with us and we're, we'll be here. Um, the reason we're going to be sticking around is because we've kept the team small and, um, we've, uh, focused on, um, our longevity. So, and we're willing to do, we're willing to put in the effort to prove to people that we're still going to be here. Like, uh, come back. If you're, if you don't trust us, come back in the fall and see that we're still here and, and, and there's things will be better on the website. We're constantly making changes. We're constantly coming up with new ideas. 
Um, and that's, that's really all I can do. It's just that time is on our side. We're going to use it. We've already outlasted a lot of those Facebook pages and a lot mm-hmm. of those Telegram groups. Um, a lot of the uh, databases, a lot of the websites people started for, uh, you know, business directories and stuff. Um, those have come and gone. And mm-hmm. we're, we're like eight, nine months in now. We're, we're growing and, and we're, um, we're breaking sales records and we're still moving forward. Amazing. That's, that's, uh, that's all I can say. If you if you if you doubt that, then come back in a few months. And if you still doubt us, then come back a few months after, and you'll see us just continuing to grow and get bigger and better. That's fantastic. Uh, approximately, how many job listings do you think you have up and available right now? Well, we did a count the other day. Uh, we have posted um, four hundred and fifteen, four hundred and thirteen, or something. I, I don't remember the number exactly. It was it was. Oh, uh, 400 in, in the teens uh, job wow. since we started. Um, and many of those have uh, were for more than one position. So uh, we're, we're going to be undergoing a survey uh, shortly and, and reaching out to all the people that have posted with us so we can get some definitive numbers on how many people we've staffed. But we believe we've staffed well over 400. Um, but we, we're looking forward to some definitive numbers in the near future. That's incredible. Like for over 400 job opportunities and it's been what, six-ish months or so that you guys have been fully up and running? Yeah. I mean, we we got on the website, we, we left Telegram officially and on um, in mid-November. So we've been on a website, the job board's been on a website since mid-November. So we're, yeah, we're, we're looking at six and a half, six months of being on the website and a few months before that from August. So we're, we're on to about, you know, eight and a half, nine months now. It's incredible. Well, George, thank you for doing what you do. I know that so many people in, in my space um, are in a position to need a service just like yours. Um, the threat of people losing their jobs, um, their security, their ability to provide for their families is a very real threat for many, many Canadians right now. So the work you're doing is incredibly important. Is there anywhere for folks to find you on social media, Facebook, Instagram, hanging out anywhere there? All three. Yeah. Uh, at Jabless Jobs. That's it. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, and we're still on Telegram. We still post. Uh, we do a job of the day thing when we want to feature a job. So we uh, we just choose a job that we want to promote, and uh, we we send that out on our tele on our socials, and so we can look out for the job of the day as well. But uh, you know, all the jobs are on our job board. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope that this met, uh, reaches the people who need it the most, um, and I wish you continued success. I mean, you're really onto something here, and and like you said earlier, it's not necessarily just about jabbed versus unjabbed. It's about people finding non-discriminatory places of work that they can feel safe and secure in. So awesome job to you and your team and much appreciation um, on behalf of so many people that I know are watching right now. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you need support to grow or start your business online, be sure to connect with me at www.businesswithsarah.com forward slash connect or send us an email at team at businesswithsarah.com. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and leave a five-star rating on your favorite platform to help me reach more listeners. Until our next chat, 
be courageous and take some action.